Welcome to the New Idea Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Vocal. And I'm your co-host, Bob Love. This is the podcast where we delve deep into Northwood's core philosophy, talking with people who live the founding philosophies of this institution. We are thankful you're listening, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the New Idea Podcast. My name is John Vocal. And I'm Bob Love. And we have the honor of being joined uh, by President Kent McDonald. Um, thank you very much for joining us and taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Great to see both of you. Thank you. Great to see you as well. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of wanted to start off by, by anybody that's you know listening that might not be familiar with you. Do you want to discuss a little bit of your background, kind of what brought you here to Northwood, and yeah. uh, you know what you've spent the past you know year and a half or so doing as Northwood's president? Well, I'll do a long run on uh, here. Um, so my uh, I consider myself uh, fun- fundamentally as an educator. Uh, I've been lucky to uh, travel the world a lot, a lot with work. And uh, every time I go into a country, often, if you remember, you fill out your name and, and often what do you do? And, and for over three decades, I've been writing educator uh, on that card. And I did my doctoral work in Pennsylvania and um, that uh, helped lead to two presidencies up in Canada. Uh, two very different schools, uh, both wonderful schools. One, a large, I d- d- define as a mega school, where um, uh, we every year we needed 10,000 first-year students to keep that machine running. Right. And then I went to a, a smaller, a uh, r- lot more like Northwood liberal arts uh, school, but uh, a strong business faculty, engineering faculty, education, nursing faculty, that kind of thing. Highly ranked school, um, and uh, absolutely enjoyed it. But I always wanted to come back to the, to the States, and particularly where my research is related to what to essentially ask the question of what do good universities do different than other universities. And that's, that's the question that's taken me around the world through Southeast Asia and up into Kazakhstan and Saudi Arabia and Europe and North America. And I was in, in fact, in Philadelphia a couple of years ago when I was asked um, uh, what were my plans and the way presidencies work typically you're on a five or six year contract at Northwood here I'm at, on a five year contract and it was really important for me that um, uh, back in Nova Scotia I was at that point where I was being asked to renew for another five years and and so I was really struggling with what I wanted to do knowing that I wanted to come here but if I signed another contract I would I would be locked in for another five years to right. fulfill that. And it just really came together literally in, in three or four weeks. I, uh, I flew down to uh, Detroit. I didn't know that you could fly into Midland, so it was in the <laughs> middle of the winter. And I drove up, I felt right at home as a Canadian, snow everywhere, the driving <laughs> was horrible. And I walked onto the campus and just started talking to people. No one knew who I was uh, because the interview wasn't until the next week. And uh, so it was a bit of an undercover operation. And the staff were incredible. Um, they were in, uh, really helpful in answering questions. Um, I ended up speaking to students, a couple of international students and, and uh, American students. And all of them kind of talked about uh, the, the university and it's how, how uh, distinctive it was, how they uh, enjoyed being here. I liked the community a lot. And so fast forward, here we are two years after that, and uh, it succeeded my expectations. It's, um, uh, 
Uh, it's become even, I think, more important. We'll probably get into this. Um, what Northwood does in the higher education market today, how distinct we are, how important we are, and uh, how non-vanilla we are. And uh, at this particular time in our history, not only in America but around the world, um, we need more Northwoods, quite Absolutely. frankly. Yeah. So that, that's kind of who I am and four children, an amazing wife, uh, and uh, absolutely loving being at Northwood and um, have faced all kinds of uh, uh, unique situations since I arrived. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot that we probably didn't expect, um, including both a <laughs> pandemic and a 500-year yeah. flood. Yeah, um, imagine. So between both of those things, how did that kind of change what your priorities were um, from a leadership perspective? I think that you handled both of those things incredibly well. Um, I think better than you know a lot of the universities out, out there. Um, and your adaptability to both of those situations was amazing. So I'd kind of love to hear, you know, your day to day during those situations and and what kind of decisions you were you know you had on your table that you had to, to you know take some initiative on and make happen. Yeah. So uh, the best laid plans, right? That that that's uh, this was so typical uh, of that that. Coming in, in in your first couple of months, you want to get to know people, get to break down these artificial barriers that I don't understand how they exist in a lot of universities where they're artificial from the point of view of, well, your administration and your faculty and your staff, as opposed to everyone else on the outside looking in at us and saying, your employees of the, of the institution. So that's how the fall started, but before, before long, um, I won't go too deep into this, but um, realized that Northwood had some financial challenges as well and had had some for uh, a number of years. So I, I've just, I mean, it's, it's the gift that you have with experience in, in that um, we could have kind of tinkered our way through that or muddled our way through it. And I just felt that uh, we had to make some big decisions, serious decisions immediately. And, and get over the pain. And so we did that, and, and that resulted in a uh, 73 fewer employees at, at Northwood. The good news is because Northwood philosophically and practically doesn't carry debt, uh, and, and I think a, a lot of universities that we're going to hear about struggling over Northwood, although $1.9 is going to help a lot of them out, <laughs> um, they, it's because of the uh, debt load that they, they carry. So Northwood had, had no debt and, uh, and rather large endowment. So we were able to uh, uh, make sure that these 73 individuals who have given their life to the university landed on their feet properly, which was, I think, the ethical and noble way to work through that. And so we were, that was the first uh, thing that happened. And then, and then it was actually really early in January of 2020 when um, just started to watch what was happening in China at that time. And I think I was probably uh, hypersensitive to it because I was in Ottawa when SARS hit Ontario. Mm. And um, every day people were dying, particularly in Toronto, but it, it was up in Ottawa as well. And so at that point, we actually established a, a, a pandemic protocol, thinking surely this will never happen. But all the data would show that uh, it would be happening. Um, it, it's just the cycle of, of major pandemics. And the last one really, I mean, there were multiple smaller ones, but 1918 was the last large one. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, we actually got a jump on things simply because I brought it to the attention of the board. We started to, to work on some protocols and then 
you know, I'll never forget, I think it was March 17th when um, just a confluence of events happened. Tom Hanks, if you remember, tested yep. positive. Right. And the basketball player, the NBA player, that's right. And then they shut down the leg. And, and that really made it, I think, real for, for people. And so we started um, planning uh, in, in February for this. And then students went home. And, but our, we were always committed to reopening in the fall, just simply, again, because of the nature of Northwood, uh, knowing that we didn't have to wait for someone in Lansing to tell us what we had to do. We felt that we could control it. And as you guys know from your great work on the Northwood Idea Task Force, thank you for that, um, that we have um, the the opportunity to set our own path through in terms of personal responsibility. So we committed on uh, opening in, in the fall, and that was going well until 19th of May happened when 30 billion gallons of water came across the campus. And uh, I'll never forget where I was at about 9, or sorry, 5.35 that afternoon on the 19th when all of our phones went off. I don't know if your yours went off. Mm -hmm. Very loud. I was on the front lawn uh, on Main Street speaking with a security guard, watching the water level come up. And, um, and we knew that if the dam had uh, broke, we had, we had three hours to get off the campus. And uh, so that was at about 5.35. We had a meeting at 6.30. Um, we finished at about quarter after 7, and I remember turning off the lights to the, to the university at 8 o'clock that night. And uh, we know what happened next. It was, uh, it was, it was terrible. And, um, you but guys did some incredible work getting students and staff and everything off campus from there because we had students still on campus yeah, yeah. and you had to move into hotels and everything else right? yeah that was uh bob that was remarkable in fact eleven thousand people in the city evacuated and no one got hurt mm -hmm. you know no one passed away and uh and so i think it's a maturity of the group but also the planning and uh two days after the flood i was in a boat with a reporter from detroit and uh, she said to me, uh, as we literally went by uh, a car underwater in our parking lot, um, what are your plans? And, and I just said, we have 100 days to open, and we're going to do that. And um, it was magical what happened next. Students came back. This is in the middle of the pandemic. Everyone wearing masks, back on campus, faculty, staff, people in the community, alumni, all showing up, hundreds of people over those days trying to get the place cleaned up. And, uh, and we did. We, we, were, we were fortunate in that our classrooms, uh, we had enough classrooms, our residence rooms were okay, cafeteria and food. So the fundamental pieces were there. And so w with the financial pieces, the 100-year pandemic, 500-year flood. <laughs> People have asked, what's next? Locusts and <laughs> things like that. But it, it's actually... Um, it's actually not been that stressful, and I think this is an important point. Um, number one is this is a remarkable school in terms of its philosophical underpinnings of how you should live, how you should work, how you should work together, and the notion of, uh, and the reality of there's nobody in Washington, there's no one in Lansing, or whatever capital you want to raise who actually wakes up in the morning worried about you. They'll go boat doing their day. It's hardwired into the DNA of Northwood that we have a responsibility to ourselves to look after ourselves and our neighbors and our friends. And I think that has actually helped Northwood. Um, and, and the other aspect of this that's really 
important from a Northwood point of view is um, how you define stress. Stress for me is we, we have work to do. Uh, as, as president, there's a series of things that I need to get done. And if there's a flood, we can create a plan to fix it. If there's financial challenges, we can create a plan to fix it. Uh, if there's, uh, as, we, as we still are experiencing the, the uh, pandemic, we'll create a plan to fix it. So it, there's a level of stress of making sure we do that well. But there doesn't exist the same level of unnecessary stress that occurs on most campuses across this country where, uh, look, universities are places where people are supposed to express themselves mm -hmm. and think about issues, but I do believe it's gone to a point where it's not healthy and it's unnecessary stress on everybody associated with the university, including uh, the students, where once we were able to gather on a campus and debate complex issues in a respectful way, Unfortunately, I don't see that at all universities. At Northwood, um, we do explore those things, I think, in a fair and balanced way. And people leave at the end of it thinking, okay, that was an interesting debate. I know a little bit more about wh how you think about that. I think you're wrong, or I now think you're right, whatever it is. But at least we have those, uh, still have those discussions. So there's been lots written about freedom of speech and academic freedom. Um, I'm just thankful where we are at Northwood, uh, quite frankly, that allows us to put our energy onto the students and onto the, the matters of pandemics and floods. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Northwood's philosophy is what inspired Bob and I to, to do this podcast. Northwood's philosophy, I think, is in large part the reason why Bob and I are, are both here and, and very big Northwood advocates. I definitely think that that belief in freedom is special, and I also think... Um, that the way that we go about handling it and living it in Northwood's culture is, you know, it's clear as day. Um, when you talk about handling pandemics and, and floods and things like that, I mean, it, it truly was the community and, and Northwood's culture that, that led us through all of those issues. There wasn't people in Washington or Lansing there to help, and I, I completely agree with that. Um, and there was challenges to face with that culture, too. Uh, this year you put together that task force in order to figure out exactly how the Northwood idea fits into Northwood moving forward and, and really placing some emphasis on its importance. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you came up with the idea of, of putting that task force together and, and where that's led us since uh, you know, we completed that and, and sent those action items to you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great question. So it's, my answer is going to be partly personal and partly strategic. And the, the uh, strategic element is um, if you look at the what's happening in higher education today there is this perfect storm of disruptive technology uh, demographic changes significant demographic changes uh, fiscal challenges uh, increased student debt all of those things are all coming together and um, and there there is I predict to be going to be a shakeout a, among um, universities across the country and partly because just from a strategic element of there's too many of them that look the same the big mega schools funded by the taxpayers are going to be absolutely fine uh, they will there's no way that you're going to allow these big medallion schools to to fail right or that book that talks about too big to fail right but there are a lot of other ones that either are small publics or small privates that start to look very similar to one another. 
And when you put all of those things together uh, and they do start to feel the same, um, uh, I, I, I think they're going to have fiscal challenges just simply because the price points are too high and people could get the same kind of education elsewhere. So from a strategic point of view, Northwood um, must be able to differentiate itself from other institutions. Beside, look, we're in a beautiful town here of Midland, but there are lots of schools and college towns, even in our state. We have a beautiful campus, almost 500 acres, but there's other campuses that are really fundamentally you know, beautiful. And in fact, it's, it's become to the point where there's a bit of an arms race on who can make the most beautiful campuses. <laughs> and with, um, you know, there's literally been debates on who can create the highest climbing wall for their students, nothing <laughs> to do with education. And so, um, so we can't compete on that, uh, on those things, because there's someone always with deeper pockets. We can't compete, though, on what we stand for. And we, we don't need uh, 10,000 first-year students at Northwood. We need 400 really good ones that are, are, are committed to what we stand for, who believe in what we stand for as an institution, and who think that you can live a better life following those principles. And, um, and you don't have to look very far back in history. You know, you think of what happened with our flood. There was a time where communities gathered to raise barns or to or to put crops in uh, to help community members. And, um, and we still have that, those set of values at, at Northwood. So um, that's part one. And part two is it's just fundamentally what I believe uh, a, a good society should be doing from um, the, the perspective of limited government. It's not no government. That's anarchy. You need simply limited government and putting decisions back in the hands of people who believe in certain economic principles, who believe that they are actually capable as human beings of making these decisions and creating a life on their own, and they actually don't have to rely on other people. There's nothing wrong with giving support and coaching and mentoring, but it's abrogating that responsibility to others that we have seen over the history of time has caused uh, great places to fail. And so uh, in today's um, economic and social climate, I think that Northwood does stand um, to be different. But I had heard in my first two months uh, when I set out to speak with every single person on campus, something that I called my term of discovery, that there was a sense from people, including trustees, and some alum that maybe Northwood stepped back from the Northwood idea, which is not um, unfamiliar in, in terms of as an organization matures, we're in our, going into our 62nd year, that you, you, you forget about what you were. And there's actually nothing wrong with changing. Lots of organizations fail because they don't change. But there was this sense that maybe we had to look at it. And, and that's why the task force was called the task force for the review and renewal of the Northwood idea to figure out where, where do we stand on this in 2021 as opposed to when Dr. Watts you know, came up with uh, the concept back in the early 60s. So that uh, idea of how do we remain distinct and different for our own prosperity and for the importance of contributing to um, citizenship and life in whatever community you want it to end uh, up in, uh, I thought was really important. and and. And it's not lost on me as I've traveled through countries with regimes very different than ours. Uh, in, uh, totalitarian, authoritative dictatorships uh, 
I take away two things from those trips. Number one is um, people around the world are good and they want freedom and they want their children to have a better life than them around the world. I've been invited into homes in Saudi Arabia to drink tea or having a restaurant conversation with someone in China and people are good. I do believe that. The issue is the government structures that are in place, right? right? And, and the, um, the perpetuation of their own power over those, over those people. And then you layer in economic principles and, and things like that. So I, I, just, I just think I'm blessed to uh, be at a place where my own view of the world aligns with an institution that's rare in today's higher education marketplace. And, and, um, and so this Northwood Idea Task Force was, um, it, it exceeded my expectations. The 15 recommendations in the end will be hardwired into our strategic plan for the next five years uh, with a report card uh, behind those so that when I see uh, you back on campus, well, we might have you back uh, um, anyway next year, Bob, but uh, you're, you're on your way? Or you I'm might? on my way in July, but yeah. I'll definitely uh, be you know coming around whenever Good. opportunities allow for it. Right, so you gave up a lot of your time at a busy time you know, in exams, and, and, uh, and so we owe it to you and the other 24 members of that task force, in, in addition to you, to report back and say, this is what you asked us to do, here's how we're progressing on those. So I actually look forward to it because I think it will make Northwood even better. Uh, quite frankly, and even more distinct. And um, it won't be for everybody, but that's okay. They have other 4,500 options <laughs> to attend. So I, w I will build off of you sure. know what you just said. Without us, um, you know, as, as business students, we never want to turn anybody necessarily away from our business um, and turn away a potential customer. So how does Northwood stand in what we are without being confrontational, without really setting ourselves on the complete fringe? Yeah. Um, and, you know, limited government rules. Education. Education. You've probably heard it yourself. You know, people have this perception uh, of, of Northwood who actually have never taken the time to actually speak to people about Northwood. And, and when you break it down, look, I, I would equate it to the university that I, I came from that uh, was um, started as a Catholic institution. So it talks about these Catholic social teachings. And some people don't believe in Catholic social teachings until you say, do you believe in helping other people? Do you believe in giving people a chance? Do you believe in people being kind? Um, and so when you get the names put out of the way and you talk about just the principles, and, and the principles for Northwood need to be, uh, and that's why your number one recommendation was bet more around communication and, and letting people understand who we are. I don't have very many people push back when I see, with young people today, should we... Should we try to develop in them in a way that make them more responsible for themselves? Oh, yes, absolutely, we need to. Okay. Do you think that government should run all aspects of our life? Oh, goodness, no. No, no. We have to take some control. So when you break it down like that, I've, I've not actually met anybody who has any disagreement around you know, if there's an economic aspect of there in terms of Keynesian folks compared to more <laughs> of the way we we believe the world should operate uh, and um, more, I would say, more of an Austrian approach or even Chicago approach to economics. You can get into really interesting debates, but that's what economists do anyway, right, yeah. and they love it. <laughs> we'll do that regardless. Right, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So I think, Bob, it's one of education and uh, making sure people know that 
when you come to Northwood, you are welcome. It's a, a welcoming community. It's a community, I think, of diversity uh, with people from different races, economic backgrounds. And when you look at our alumni and the exceptional success rate that they have had when they graduate, again, is, is reflected in one-third of our graduates own or co-own their own companies personal responsibility, independence, that kind of thing, that actually becomes very inspiring. And I think um, in many, many young people today, when you ask them, would you actually like to own your own company? What dreams do you have? They get pretty excited about it. And so there is, uh, it's not um, a surprise that your number one recommendation coming out of the Northwood Idea Task Force was to amplify who we actually are the kindness that exists, the philanthropic efforts that exist among our community, the welcoming community uh, that we are, and um, and that it is a big tent uh, available who, who um, even if you don't agree with it, um, that's okay because um, that's part of the educational process. And, and I suspect many people who actually come to Northwood don't understand it fully uh, you know I, I remember maybe a discussion you and I have had you didn't fully understand it when you were recruited here for football but o- over the over time you, you said this is really interesting and and that happens a lot and that's part of what a good university does mm-hmm. right and you know when we first were having those initial meetings with the task force I'd kind of say there was you know to a degree that anxiety there where it's like oh we don't want to be taking a political stance or politicizing ourselves too much. I don't think that's going to create good results. And then we kind of took a second and went, wait, you know, talking about the ideas of limited government, responsibility, the desire inherently for people to be free and want what's best for themselves mm-hmm. and their families. You know, if these are things that are, are political hot button issues, then we're just going to have to learn to ignore that because there really isn't anything about having those core values that should be controversial. And that's not to say that everybody needs to agree with them, but that's, again, the beauty of education and, and the ability to have this, this educational market that we get to participate in. And that's a, that's a huge value proposition for us yeah. rather than anything that could be you know, used against us in any way. I would agree. Uh, look, uh, if there's one word that I think has come out of this conversation that we're having that uh, I just don't understand how anyone could push back on it, it's the word freedom. The, the basic fundamental human condition to be free and to live your own life. Um, and and I, think, I think going forward, that's an, a part of what we can uh, provide even more in terms of how we present the Northwood idea. And, and even in some of the curricular changes that we're speaking about right now is, can we provide, we're using the word choice, which comes into personal freedom, can we provide students more choice in the types of courses? Do we really need to be mandating specifically the, all the courses a student wants, or does a student have the ability to have more choice in terms of the type of learning that they want in order to fit the, their future that they're trying to create. So um, I, I, uh, I've, I've heard um, really good results from people. I think it was a relief when the report uh, was presented to the staff and faculty. People were not quite sure uh, about uh, the, the task force. And I think there was some concern that maybe um, their view of it as being political as opposed to philosophical. Um, was there in the early days. But my, my sense is, like many things, let's have the courage to talk about it 
and do it in a civil, uh, civil way and have a fun debate over it and then at the end of the day go whatever you know makes you happy go for a walk go have a beer go uh <laughs> and say um you know we have a difference of opinion but welcome to life right yeah um and you know there's some parallels to draw there with your ideas of you know centralization versus freedom in the education market i yeah. think the adaptability that northwood has had through the flood through the pandemic is not the same adaptability that some larger machine-like centralized universities have had and personally i've been really impressed coming back to campus and how we were open which most universities made that promise in may but they weren't able to fulfill it and they didn't have to deal with the flood on top of it and then on top of it how when we did have to close and go back online that that transition was seamless because we had prepared and made those yeah. plans and had those choices uh open to students to properly make those adjustments as they needed to be made um so I, i'd love to hear more about um you know as far as where northwoods going and expanding to you you mentioned giving students more options is there anything that's going to change about northwood's core model in the next year or two here that that's worth discussing that that you have ideas for yeah well, the, i think i think one aspect um uh years ago a, as you become alum and you start to bump into other uh, alum you'll you'll hear about the foundations course being more prominent in, in uh, as soon as you arrive on campus so we're having a good discussion about what do we need to do uh, with incoming students, not on the day that they arrive that Saturday morning, but what about the couple weeks prior? What can they be reading? What can they be preparing for in terms of um, the, these uh, aspects of the Northwood uh, idea? Um, I do think that the foundations course, uh, our faculty are going to find a way to move that back into the first semester instead of spreading it out uh, throughout uh, all four years. Uh, then aspects of the Northwood idea should be embedded in each of the courses in, in some way. So if you're speaking about ec economics, that's an easy one. Human resources, that's an easy one. Marketing, it's an easy one. Um, and, and then we're also looking at the end of the program uh, for, for seniors, something uh, possibly a seniors week or a freedom week, so that when they start their final year, how do you bring the final time that this group of really bright young people can get together to start their final year and and um, and also probably end along the lines of having a culminating project mandatory for everyone that could be uh, you coming down here and how to set up a podcast or going abroad and studying somewhere and to actually put it into a state of practicality so that's the northwood idea piece and and from a from a freedom point of view i do believe we're going to see a lot more choice in uh, experiential learning opportunities and uh, course selection uh, that um, we have heard is going to be more prominent. We have a look, liberal arts um, are important and we have them. Uh, but I, I think that we can embed some of those learning outcomes into core business courses as well. There's, there's a lot of talk about um, uh, critical thinking and problem solving, very, very important uh, skills. Um, and abilities to to um, grow as your as your university student. I do not think they fall within the purview only of general education courses. Mm -hmm. That you can go through these other types of business related programs and stretch your thinking extremely extremely well in the same way in terms of how the professor professes their knowledge and engages the students. 
So um, the rethinking the curriculum is, is taking place right now. The rethinking the experiences are, are, are happening right now. Uh, re uh, repositioning the Northwood idea earlier in the, the life of a student is taking place uh, right now. And, um, uh, and there's the other levels in there in terms of some expectations, even of staff and faculty, that they do have a responsibility to um, take their message out. We, we have really... Uh, unique faculty in that the vast majority of them have these great academic credentials, but they also have a lot of scar tissue from real life, and uh, which is the beautiful balance and um, between the two. And I would like to see more of them expressing their thoughts externally uh, to communities so that they can better understand what it is that they're doing in their research and in their classrooms. So there, there, it's a time of change for Northwood, but I think it's extremely exciting. And I think it's going to allow us to um, put our rudder deeper in the water, actually, in terms of our distinctiveness. And, uh, and again, there will be some students who um, we either we don't have the academic programming they're interested in. If they want to go into physics, Northwood won't be the place uh, to come. And there's others who philosophically might um, view the world in, in a different way than we do. And that's okay as well. Um, because there's um, thousands of opportunities for them to explore other institutions. For us, though, um, getting our message out to a broader audience outside of Michigan, uh, more across the country and further around the world, I think um, is going to be really important to us. Uh, that was a big piece when we were in the task force, is you know, how do we take the Northwood idea outside of just Northwood? You know, the Northwood idea isn't exclusive to Northwood, and it should be on most college campuses. Um, it, it can kind of ebb and flow in between whatever curriculum that it's in. So with that being said, how do we, as Northwood family, whether we're just listeners on this podcast, alumni, students, um, faculty, how do we, in your opinion, take the Northwood idea and spread it elsewhere, almost like uh, the gospel? Yeah, so there's an evangelical aspect to this for, <laughs> for sure. It just being proud of what we stand for. And... Um, and, and, and uh, asking people to spread that, that message. Um, I would say that uh, I look at what can we control and not control. When you leave uh, Northwood, I have a sense that you, you two in particular will be remain engaged with Northwood. Um, but there are others that will go on to life and they'll get married and, and life takes over and, and, and maybe not. I can't control, control that. Uh, we do have more control though of faculty and staff. And, and I think a stronger communications plan uh, around this, a stronger marketing plan, a higher level of expectation in terms of what uh, our faculty are teaching in a classroom and getting those messages out. Uh, we did launch an Office of Communications last August that I think has really been helping, uh, and there's more, more to do there. I also think expanding the, the number of our academic programming uh, areas is, is an important element that we absolutely have um, a lock on anyone who wants to go in the multi-billion, even trillion dollar automotive industry. We attract people from around uh, the, the globe. We have a strong record around uh, business and, and graduate programs. But there might be some other areas. Um, that, that we could have an impact on society. Imagine Northwood having a, a faculty of education so that future teachers actually go out into classrooms with a slightly different perspective 
on on how a community should work and the economy should work. I think that that would be extremely popular uh, for for a number of parents. Um, so we'll we'll look at that. I think that there will be an extension into some science or STEM related programming, and, and we're seeing that now. But a lot of it is education, marketing, communication, and people being proud of uh, this fine institution that they have graduated from or who uh, where they're working, and um, and and just simply getting our our message out uh, further. We will have more of a presence internationally in our new strategic plan. We have four uh, international program centers now. Our objective is likely going to be somewhere between eight and ten, and I and I think um, uh, there are places around the world that could really benefit from the the values and mindset uh, of Northwood, and. Um, so we're looking at some really neat opportunities there as well. That's great to hear. Hillsdale College is one of the ones that I, I admire their yeah. um, messaging on who they are and what they stand for, and they're known nationwide, you know, worldwide. Yeah. Um, and I think Northwood has got the potential to be you know, greater than even how Hillsdale does it because our, like you said earlier, message is just applicable to everybody. Yeah, I would agree, agree with you. We're lucky. The country's lucky to have Hillsdale, uh, quite frankly. Um, a uh, great president, uh, great faculty, um, many alum I've met there, and they they do some things really well. I think that there's some areas that they could um, uh, learn from us. Uh, their president's been up to see me. He's a real gentleman and uh, enjoyed my conversation with him. Uh, but the, look, the, the way that you succeed is you look at best practices. And, Absolutely. And I, I think... Um, uh, that is a, a terrific university. And, 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 and look, there's no equivocation of what they stand for and who they are. And I think um, being bold and, and brave and amplifying your message uh, at this particular time is important. So um, there, there's, that's one. Um, and there's others uh, that we can emulate a, as well. There's, the world is filled with wonderful, wonderful schools. And, uh, and if we could take the best of what they do and apply it to Northwood, uh, that's, that's a good practice, and, and make it make Northwood the best Northwood that we can be. We don't want to be uh, Michigan, fine world-class school, Hillsdale, uh, world-class school, or, or these others. We just want to be the best Northwood we could be, and uh, I think we're on the right path. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Northwood's message is, is purely unique. And I think that uh, the philosophy uh, that's instilled in students creates fantastic leaders. Yeah. Um, in closing here, is there anything else that you'd like to mention about the university before we wrap up here? Well, I was asked, I was interviewed um, last week uh, about my thoughts of, of where we are and what we've gone through as a, as a community. I'm not sure all universities could have done what we did, I quite agree. frankly. Yeah, I don't think so uh, at all. Just the, um, the persistence uh, of, of people, the, this never-die attitude, um, the absolute resiliency of uh, the staff and faculty and students. The fact that it was... Um, John, you mentioned that some schools are opening up next fall. Imagine, imagine uh, that they have literally been closed for a year and a half. I've seen those it's struggles miserable. with my friends. Seriously, yeah. they're, they're questioning the value of their education in the first place. They don't feel like you know they're getting what they signed up for. Right. I think that's a huge problem that 
it's the university's duty to fulfill that promise, you know? Yeah, and, and I, look, I'm sure every situation is different. And uh, whatever choice other institutions made was the right choice for them. I'm just glad it wasn't our choice. And it wasn't our choice because of the attitudes and perceptions and beliefs of our students to want to come back to class and behave in a way that allowed us to actually do it. Um, we have faculty and staff who were prepared to open up. All they wanted to know what our plan was, and we had a, had a really extensive uh, return to work plan for our employees and return to class plan for the students, both over 50 pages. Uh, we, we consulted with our friends at MidMichigan Health and Midland County Health to make sure that we did this uh, in the very, very best way, but we did it. And we put the plan together and we said, we can actually do this and continue on. And, and I just think that our students benefited it, uh, from that. And, and I think, quite frankly, the health of our employees actually benefited from it. And look, we, we've had our, our casers, there, there's no doubt, um, but uh, we've handled them properly. And, and from the broader description of health, we talked earlier before we started around uh, mental health and physical health and, and just being happy uh, with, with, uh, with life. I, I, I'm extremely, extremely proud uh, and it was all backed 100% by our trustees. Uh, and they, they gave us the go-ahead to, to uh, open and remain open. And, and here we are with um, you know, our, our student-athletes competing, our uh, students competing in things like eSports and mock trial, we're winning prizes in, in uh, marketing competitions. And, and, and they're, they're living the life of a university student, which goes really, really quickly. Four and five years goes really quickly. And... Um, I'm glad that uh, they've been able to experience it at Northwood. It has been incredible to see the university's response. Uh, again, to your guys' credit, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Um, we have five total cases as of uh, 2020, or, sorry, 2021, one pending and one positive. Right. And yeah. it goes back to the idea of personal responsibility, personal accountability, not throwing huge, massive parties or going places that we're not supposed to be. Yeah. All students, staff, faculty, we're all taking it very seriously. Yeah, and it's a level of maturity that exists at Northwood. And that and that one case, um, and uh, very close to coming off our, our list, was as, uh, as a result of people being with a family or a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, um, which is part of life as well. You can't stay in a cocoon. So unfortunately, um, they let their guard down a little bit. They lived life, uh, but they're on the road to recovery. It was not, as you said, Bob, as a result of irresponsible behavior in any way. There, there's right. just a unique, look, I, I said, I, we had an open house on Saturday, and I said to parents over and over and students over and over that our students have fun on the weekend, and they should have fun. They're university students in the prime of their life. But there is a seriousness to our students as well mm -hmm. that I quite admire. Um, I have not had one incident in nearly two years where a student has had to come into my office to have a serious discussion about certain things, not one. And, uh, and again, um, none of us are, are perfect on this, uh, on this planet, but I'm, I'm very, very proud of where we are today. Um, look, I, 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 I get criticized when I say, look, I love our students, but I do, of, of what they stand for, 
that they take life seriously, they take their schoolwork seriously, they take, our, I think, our values seriously, and, uh, and they want to make a difference. They want to go mad. They want to go make a difference. And uh, for that, uh, I'm lucky to be uh, serving them as president. We are very, very lucky and blessed to have you uh, leading, the, leading the pack here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, it was awesome. As I think us both collectively very optimistic about the direction Northwood's headed and, and the culture that's being created here. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay.